0: BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.
1: Bye. Welcome you to Porch Talk. Show Styling and uh, we got Cole Britt back on. Welcome back, man. What's up? Let's do a little catching up, man. So, I guess the last time we hung out, it was over at the Dillard's. We did a little crawfish boiling. Oh, yeah. And
2: then before that, I couldn't tell you. I want to say, well, <clears throat> the last, I think the last actual podcast we done, and it's actually pretty cool that we're actually doing this right now, was I think with Roger at Coons talking what? about ghosts. Was yeah, it? Yeah, I think so. I think that's the last time you and I got together on a podcast. I know we had done stuff prior to that, you and I, but yeah, it sounds right, man. Yeah, I think the last time we actually did an episode was around this time. What last year? Year four, last? It'll be last year. Last year. Yeah. So a year from a year from this time. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So welcome back, man. Yeah. Man, so let's it. let's catch up. have done quite a bit of changing uh, with jobs and living arrangements and yeah, everything else. So uh, where do we start, man? Um,
2: well, <clears throat> one thing I will say uh, is the apple didn't fall far from the tree, I reckon, because you know, Columbus ain't but 20 minutes away from us where yeah. we're at right now. I'm you know, currently at Starville, um, Still in law enforcement, far as that goes, uh not as uh it's not as challenging as it was in Columbus, I guess, job wise. Yeah. Um, it's a little bit more excitement over there, you know, at the time, you know, I think the last time anybody listened to a podcast was just me, uh I had the dog, I had you know, I had a had a bunch of stuff going on. Yeah, man. Um, so now it's just me by myself, I'm just regular patrol, but I'm an I'm a deputy now with the sheriff's department. So, um There is a little give and take, a little bit, you know. I no longer have the dog or the, you know, the independence of what I was doing now. But with uh, what I do now, uh, there's a lot of change as far as being a deputy compared to, like, a municipal, uh, you know, working in a municipality, I guess. Um, And then living-wise, man, like, uh, I'm in Starkville. I mean, you've checked out the apartment. Um, Like I told you earlier, I think one of the coolest things for me... um, I'm not so crazy about the college vibe, be honest.
1: <laughs> let's start there, dude. Let's yeah. let's talk about just start And I don't wanna I don't wanna crap on it. I think it has its it has its good parts, but so I've been working here for right out of a year and a half and I still have zero desire to live here. Oh, dude. It's like the way I put it to people is if I was not even if I was in college, if I was the college age, I think the city would have a natural draw. Mm-hmm. Just for the common sake of there's a lot, there's a ton of people my age. You got the Cotton District, but there's really, uh, the things that I like, they're, they're not represented here. There's not really a music scene. There's not really a place for, you know, a 30-year-old to go out to a bar, Hobie's, Maybe
2: but not really. Mm-hmm. Not even. Dude, I would... I so... So, to jump on Hobie's for a second, I had no idea. I was out... Me and was one of the... Not this time, but it was the time before that that Dalton coming to town. And, you know, to him and I, like that was state theater. And state theater was, you know, state theater. Yeah. The whole building was state theater then. Yeah. Well, we went up there to go check it out the other day to Hobie's, and you don't go in there unless you're underage. Wow. Well, that's, that's it.
1: You know, before COVID, it was... Uh... I would go in there right when I first started working here in Starbull to have a beer, and then I would go home. Mm-hmm. And it was it was old timers, you know. It would be like, um, you know, forty plus. Yeah. Say you know, like working guys come
2: in to have a beer, shoot the crap with Hobie, and go. Yeah, I think he probably draws a lot of that crowd. I think you know pre Corona, I think he probably drew a lot of that crowd because he's an older fellow himself. Um, I think he probably drew that crowd, especially with it, where it's at located, because oh, yeah. right there in town. It's right there on the main drag. Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of like, to me, it was kind of like how the princess was, especially during that time of the day. A lot of your folks that's getting off work, stuff like that, they, you know, quit place. Or, because, you know, the thing is, is you're not going to see people, you know, much older than us. that are, They're not going to go to the district to do that.
1: No. And that's, mean, all they,
2: that's all they have.
1: We got a, uh, a couple of interns, you know, their students stay in... I work with them every now and then, like, uh, one of them, he'll go out and help me read meters or help me do whatever I'm doing Mm -hmm. during that day, and he, man, we're going out with so-and-so tonight, man, if you're in town, you want to come out, and I was like, you wouldn't catch me at the classroom, (laughs) you know? Yeah. You're not going to catch me at the bin. Why? Dude, that was ten years ago for me.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Well, you know, like, last night, you know, I did go, we did go out last night, um, and I will say this, and, it, and, it, and, it, and, I, and this is going to be something, since we did start here, I think we chose a good place to start at, because, you know, um, for instance, one thing that you can take away from the district itself is there's great food there. The Ben- Two Brothers. Two Brothers. Man, I'm telling you, this, some of the best wings I've ever had. Uh, the Bulldog Burgers mm-hmm. good. So, but what hurts them- is is in the district, so people don't people aren't thinking that they're not thinking uh Commodore Bobs have not been there yet, but dude, I've got to go I've got to wait till the next pay tag comes in when I'm off on a weekend and on a Sunday on brunch I've got to go to Commodore Bobs see I haven't even
1: heard of that we were in the district today, and that was the first I was, I was like that's new mm-hmm. And then you have—I uh, used to love going to Stagger Inn for oh, yeah. lunch and get their blue plate. Mm-hmm. And now I think they're moving down to College View. They're going to be in one of the bottom portions really? of that apartment complex that they just built. Okay, um, I was kind so- of disappointed about that because yeah. now I won't go because where are you going to park? You're going to park a mile off and walk
2: to eat? No, I'm not going to do that. And well, you know, I do—I do park at the every time I go to the, down there. I park at the old Stagger Inn. You know, it's and that. That to us though, that kills us because dude, that was one of my favorite places to eat in Tulsa. Yeah. Was a uh, that was staggering. Dude, but, the, the the food portions. Yeah, you the topless hot chick. Yeah, yeah, that was the one. of their signature dishes, and it's awesome. Right, man. It was mm-hmm. good. Hmm. Um. But I guess what I'm getting at though is, um, and and that that's just it. There's a uh, I have noticed it, because I feel the same way you do. I have noticed it since I've been... I've only been here since March. Now, granted, just like you, back in the day, you know, this was Starkville. We came here because it was... It wasn't quite Tuscaloosa. It wasn't... And, you know, for you and I, compared to some of our friends, Tuscaloosa is not that far. No, it's not. Um, And it's better. Yeah. And that is something I've noticed. The city of Starkville and the greater part of this side of Hall County itself, they only cater to... The school. Yes. As to where Tuscaloosa, for example. Caters to everyone. Everyone.
1: You can go down the strip. You and I could be in Tuscaloosa right now. When we finish this up, we could hit the strip. And you're going to have, you know, your underage, of course, with fake IDs, but all the way up to, you know, 40, Mm -hmm. 50-year-olds. From Egan's to Dive Bar to
2: any of those, Copper Top, any of that. Yeah. Here? Mm Mm-mm. Which another thing too is like when I get to thinking about it in like in extreme detail. I think it's me and somebody else was talking about this the other day just about how that's and that's why it is. It, it's and that's why it's such a drag for guys like you and I or people of our age. I mean, there's nowhere for us to go here. If we try to go out and enjoy ourselves, we're gonna be surrounded by college students. We're gonna be surrounded by that atmosphere. And the thing is is we don't wanna have to go to Columbus or somewhere else. To, to have that kind of atmosphere and be around it don't get me wrong I still you know I still love Zachary's I still love places like that but when you talk about like a city for example University of Alabama huge campus yeah very pristine school as far as like landscape and how much it actually is as far as like how much land they own in Tuscaloosa oh, yeah. but in Tuscaloosa you have got the Northport area which has its own you know, Billy's uh,
1: and you, you and I both have a lot of experience over there. Uh, I'm blanking on the name of the community, but over there in Shelton State. Oh, yeah. What is that? What, Hillcrest? What is, uh, what's that area called? I, I'm
2: not even but sure it, myself. You know, but,
1: but that area, yeah. I mean, there's it's a big place. It's very
2: spread out. Uh, it's not Cottondale, but... Well, there's three there's three grocery stores that support that area just right there. Right. There's a whole strip mall. I used to work out at the Snap Fitness down there. Yeah. Um. So, but then you have like... Like what we're talking about, for instance, where uh, University Mall is. Well, now where University Mall is at, you got that Bolero big bowling place right across the down is is Midtown Village. Midtown has expanded since then, you know.
1: The Saban effect is what I call it. Yeah. Since Sabin has come in town, Tuscaloosa has become just. I call it like a three headed monster, mm-hmm. and I don't mean that in no, a bad yeah. way, but it, it's it's totally different from back when we weren't winning national championships. Oh yeah, and like the draw of the city, it seems like just it's it's popping and mm-hmm. it's constantly growing. And it started in the middle, like in Midtown, like what you're saying it's mm-hmm. like ever since that tornado swept through in 2011,
2: when they rebuilt that, oh my god, dude, mm-hmm. there's apartments and I mean. This. But, you know, that's just one of, like, this, I wouldn't say suburb, but that's just one of the geographic areas of yeah. Tuscaloosa. And they have a arts scene. They have a, you know, and you know as well as I do, if we're going to, if we're going, there's a place for everything. Like, right, for instance, if you and I are going to go to Tuscaloosa and eat a steak, we know we ain't going nowhere in there. We're going right down the road. We're going to go out in sticks at uh, Nick's. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Um But if we want to hear live music, we'll go to Druid City
1: because right now that's the only place that's doing live music. But Mm -hmm. used to, you would be, uh, it used to be Saturn. I don't know what it's called now. I'm Uh,
2: sure.
1: The big, uh, it's right on the strip. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: They call it uh, Druid City. uh, Oh, God. But they're not doing shows right now. Even Egan's, like all that on the strip, the music scene is just dead. Oh, yeah. But I mean I imagine like post COVID it'll come
2: back. Mm-hmm. I hope, but Druid City is still
1: doing a good job of keeping it going.
2: And you know, I think I think one thing in just in talk about that real quick. But I think like a lot of folks, especially artists, and I don't mean just like painters, I meant like musicians, I think they have found figured out I think I think they have kind of figured out a way to kinda of move around these these bands and these, these oh, yes. stuff like that. Right. Um, but that's the, that's the biggest problem here. And you know what? And that is why, I like, and I can tell you from example, one of our largest issues here is juvenile crimes. The reason why it is, they don't have anything to do. They don't have, we don't have, I mean, yes, we do have parks and stuff, but they don't, you know. You going not go to a park after dark? Exactly. No. Yeah. Nobody in Stroll's going to do that. You don't
1: that. have a bowling alley anymore. Yeah. Oh, dude. Huge takeaway for them, by the way. Uh, the theater is showing movies that I could watch on Netflix. Yeah. Good idea, mm-hmm. dumbasses. But, uh, man, it's literally, there's nothing. Mm-mm. I mean, your, your stores are closing. They just lost their, or if they haven't shut up completely, JCPenney's is
2: getting. Oh, yeah. No, it's doing their sellout. There's, yeah, you know, it's they're closing. 90% off, you know. But that's the biggest thing, though, is like there's nothing the the residents, the people who live here, who work here, that I work. don't think they play here. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Oh, yeah, no, yeah, no. They absolutely. go to Columbus, they so, go to Tupelo, they go to Tupelo, they, yeah, like, they, they go to Jackson. Mm-hmm. No, trust me. So, you know, working here, I'm sure it's the same for you. I've gotten to meet guys that have lived in this area for a while, and mm-hmm. you know, and even them, dude, you know, you're thinking, Man, if I go out to the bar with this guy, he's going to be a regular. You know, he's going to know people. No. They don't. They don't. It's not even their scene, you know? It's not. And it's just... And to me, I think... And it's not like a political thought or anything like that. It's just like, for me, there's no... There's no draw. There's no way for me to gain attention of somebody to come live here. Yeah. You know? And you got to think, too. Like, okay... What's going to happen tomorrow if Mississippi State University is no more? <laughs> Gone. How is this town going to survive? Everything that you have is built around that campus.
1: Everything that uh, we talked a little bit about it before, and I don't want to go off into it a whole lot because I don't know a whole lot about it. All oh, yeah. I can say is that it is a matter of fact. It is I think Starkville is doing the right thing mm-hmm. by annexing yes, and, and becoming larger. Mm -hmm. and by increasing its population, you know, it can get more government funding, and so maybe they can start looking at ways to bring, I mean, you know, if you go down uh, North Jackson long enough, right before you get to 82, like Mm you can go over to Yapora. Yeah. I mean, they just got approved to build that industrial park, so there's going to be more industry in Mm -hmm. Starville soon.
4: Yeah.
1: Um, So, I mean, that'll draw families, and that'll draw like middle-class
2: workers, but then once again... What are they going to do? What do we, yeah, we go back to where we're at square one. Yeah, you know, I'm a I'm a 45 year old male with three kids and a wife who's a school teacher. Yeah, what do me and my buddies do on nights? If I don't if I don't live in a suburban neighborhood, right, where I have neighbors. Yeah, I'm dude. So for instance, one of the guys I work with, one of the lieutenants, his wife kids lives way out in the country. What does he do? What does he do? I mean, he but he, he, he basically, you know, hunting and fishing. That's his thing. Obvious. That's his hobby. But, I mean, that's, that's it. What can you do? What can, A lot of a lot of guys golf. I've noticed in Starville there's a big golfing community. Yeah. And check this out. is
1: Another thing I don't understand about here is if you wanted to buy a house, unless it's extremely antiquated, even then. Dude, there are houses right in the middle of Starville. You know what they go for? You get on Zillow. We're talking.
2: Yeah, go ahead. Uh, we're talking six hundred thousand. Who the hell would? And, but they pay it. Oh, dude. And you know, and, and that's and that's something that I cannot stand. And this is here's my thought process too. And I've thought about this for a while because you know, me. I've been a resident. I've been I've been a resident of Lowndes County, and I've been a resident of the city of Columbus. Mm-hmm. I understand how inflation works. I do, especially with an increased population. I understand how inflation works. But this is what I will say: this. I don't understand how a small town, city, sorry, a small metropolitan area like Columbus can support a military base, right, mm-hmm. and a small college that attracts a lot of people. I worked there for a stint. I mean, you, the, know? you know, the
1: downtown scene. It's, mm-hmm. its like It's made up of your Air Force guys. It's made up of your students from the W. It's also made up of, like... Your art scene that is just Yeah what makes downtown Columbus great.
2: But here's Rome. But you
1: but you have a lot going on in Columbus. Yeah. And oh, it's yeah. also way
2: more affordable. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. I can go live in for instance where Blake lives. I can go live in Caledonia. Sure. Which is a you know they don't know it, but I'm telling you, every year that passes by it becomes one of the most elite suburban areas of Wyomes County. I
1: guarantee you that's why they move there. Yeah. Right,
2: they know that. And, But what I'm saying is though is like his house, and I'm not trying to put his business down on the street, but his house. I mean, let's just say I don't even know if this is, but, but we're talking about suburban neighborhood, hundred fifty thousand dollar house. He's paying twelve hundred dollars a month. Here? Mm, yeah. Triple. Oh yeah. Four hundred fifty yeah. to five hundred thousand. And you know, and so I used to live when I first lived in Starkville. Me, Dalton, and Ryan, we had a house. Oh, well, I'm sorry, we lived in a trailer. But it was off Highway 82 almost before you get into Madison on the left. Okay. Right here way out in Octoball County, right before you get into Webster County. Yeah, Okay. Um We lived we lived in a trailer out there, dude. But the thing is it's like Nana's house, like Ryan's grandmother's house, dude, that house probably did not sell for anything less than two hundred thousand dollars. Guarantee it. Why? I mean, granted it did have a lot of land, but let's I'm just talking about the house itself. Right. right. And it wasn't special. All this development that they're
1: doing down uh, South Montgomery, mm-hmm. dude. These are homes just out there by the uh, the country club, out there by the golf course, like what you're talking about. Yeah. These houses sit on an eighth of an acre, and start at three hundred thousand. Mm. An eighth.
2: Yeah.
1: And not to mention,
2: you're going to be just right there next to your neighbor. No privacy. Yeah. No. And you know, and that's the thing. And I've always often asked myself one of these main questions, and we just mentioned it. You know, talk about the Air Force Base, right? If I'm a young, twenty-eight year old, which uh, second or first lieutenant in the United States Air Force, and I'm living here in in, in in Columbus, Mississippi, you know, I have my young wife and two kids here with me, right? Like it would be ideal for them to want to live in Struggle, right, dude? But they can't even afford it. No. And we're talking about, like, you know, officers in the military. like. But that's just the thing, though. They don't – dude, I've not met – I have not – I'm telling you. Since March that I've been here, I've not met a single Air Force guy from Columbus Air Force Base. And I always thought that a lot of them lived out of here. Wrong. No. No. Dude, I'm telling you, that's like uh,
1: – I go, you know, throughout the neighborhoods with what I do. Yeah. Checking meters and just making sure everything that with Utilities does is – up and going mm-hmm. we gotta get bills out everything else right In a lot of these people who are living in these prominent neighborhoods like Greenbrier go down south Montgomery. oh yeah uh, they're
2: always home always dude yeah How? no. so one of one of the part of my job is I have to now as a deputy now I have to serve a civil or not necessarily civil but I have to serve like court process documents right so subpoenas, subpoenas. civil chancery whatever yeah. I have to do that and normally, um, I'm thinking, like, for myself, I hate being given those pe- papers on when I work nights. Because I'm like, I have no time to go sew these papers. But the thing is, though, it's like during the days when I go to day shift, it doesn't matter if it's 8 a.m. or 6 p.m. Dude, somebody's always home. Yeah. I, that, I was like, how? In those areas yeah, that I, you mentioned.
1: I don't understand. They're working from home, like, what do you do? Did you hit it big years ago, and you just found it? I, yeah, I want to. I want to interview those people. Like five minutes. Tell me how you did this.
2: Yeah. Oh, and, and you know what, though? I know we're kind of skimming off into the next subject, but that's something that I personally, I'm a little envious of. But at the same time, by no means did I do I do I want law enforcement to be like this because, boy, we'd be in some trouble. But you know what, dude? I am a little envious that like. Carl here can sit at home from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. and call it work. And I'm telling you, like, some of those folks who are living in those neighborhoods, they're not that much older than us. No. Not very I mean, dude, we're almost, both of us are almost 30 years old. Right. So we're talking at, like, we're talking about people that, we're talking about, like, retirement for us age, like, 48.
1: Yeah. And I'm telling you, is like what I want to ask, I was like, did you come up with some kind of design? Did you invent something? I was like, What what happened? Like yeah. can, can you like Do show... you sell
2: crack or
1: Yeah. Yeah, what happened, man? Are you a trust fund baby? Yeah.
2: It's gotta be, right? Yeah. And that's you know, I I think I think if like And once again, dude, I am not throwing I wanna clarify
1: this. I'm not we're not
2: throwing shade. We're not
1: throwing shade at Starbucks yeah. or the residence of Starbucks. It's just like from the outside looking in and now being inside and looking around it's like a lot of this stuff doesn't make any sense to me and it's like this and
2: I will say this neither one of you well I'm in a minor political position but very not not so much to make too much of an effort what I'm getting at is is you and I, like we are not in. You know, we don't work for the city. We don't work for the county or nothing. I mean, the well, I do no. work. I do work for the. Well, city. I'm saying, with the exception of like what we do, like we're we're just like you know we don't we're not like politicians or anything. No, 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 no. Um, but it's like if we could just you know if we could just take a little bit of what we know and you know dash it on the who, who the people that we need to know hear this out. It's like, for example, Columbus. You can say whatever you want to say about it, whether it's got a corrupt you know corrupt politics uh thugs crime you can say whatever you want to um the art scene has always been prominent in columbus yeah um especially with the arts gallery uh noon tunes uh uh the the trotter i mean there's always been something that's always been going on you know what always
1: like was i thought was dope about columbus and the trotter yeah. We have a fight scene.
2: Oh, yeah. No. I mean, but that right there.
1: And uh, you had to go to Tupelo. Now, granted, you know, Deontay Wilder, he trains in T- Tuscaloosa. Mm-hmm. And that's a big deal. But, like, we do boxing and UFC fights in Columbus. Yeah. At the Trotter. Oh, yeah.
2: That's dope. But what I'm getting Amateur at. Amateur and pro. What I'm getting at is this is what, it's, this is what I'm saying. Columbus has MUW. Which does get a lot of money, but not as much as you would think. It's not a SEC school, no. Like Mississippi State is.
1: It probably ain't even Division Three. No, yeah, I don't, I don't know what. It I mean. Would now be. they
2: do have their teams are now in the NCAA. Okay, so probably like what yeah. softball and what else? Softball, baseball, uh, they have soccer. A baseball team, though? Oh yeah, and they're pretty good too. There's some of those guys. Get them owls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, dude. I when I was working there, like I. You know, I was hoping to catch, like, an actual base, collegiate baseball game. And, you know, I'm thinking, like, man, dude, you know, it would be badass if, like, ECU, East Carolina University Pirates came to uh, play. Oh, yeah? yeah I'm, that's what I'm thinking. You know, I'm not I'm not expecting, you know, Clemson or freaking Miami or damn. You know, while I was living down in Mobile, you know, um, I went to the University
1: of Mobile, but my roommate went to South. And this was right at the cusp of, like, South, like, Getting into the Sun Belt mm-hmm. and like playing fairly prominent schools, and I was like, "This is really cool to see this happening."
2: You know, like yeah. you said, ECU comes to town. Yeah, that's not a big deal. No, but yes, it is. Yeah, dude, we're talking like, I mean, I would have been, dude. All right, so just to skim I mean, it's off. like, you know, think about this weekend though. Uh Mississippi
1: State has Texas A and M rolling in, Saturday yeah. but it's Mississippi
2: State. <laughs> Don't even get me started, dude. We'll talk about mistakes in just a minute. (laughs) Uh, i go ahead and get us some more. Yeah, uh, but I'm just going to kind of like elaborate on a point I'm trying to make. Um, It's not a large school. You you know as well as I do, MUW is not a big, 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 big school. But it's a large, and it always has been historically, it's a women. For those of you that don't know, it is a women's college. Um, historically, it was a women's college back in the late, uh, uh, back during the Civil War era. Um, so we're talking about what, what the, uh, oh, eighteen uh, so eighteen hundreds. Um... Uh,
1: matter of fact, if you looked up a one, uh, they... steak sauce, steak sauce, they they invented steak sauce right in the middle of I think eighteen sixty nine. Uh, probably wrong, but we're gonna say eighteen sixty something.
2: Yeah. Um, so MUW back during those days, or where the the area where it's at was a field hospital during the Civil War. That's why Friendship Cemetery is right down the road. And you know what? I, I think we should. I think I should save that information. What I'm getting at is, is it has a lot of historical value. It is. It is a prominent school, right? Uh, so a lot of women do go to a lot of nursing school, big time nursing school. That's what, that's what yeah. I was about to say about like what you're saying um, to be in a hospital is like that's yeah. a very prominent place to yeah. study nursing. So, but here's my thing, Columbus. You and I talked about this earlier. Columbus is a little bit bigger than Starville, right?
1: And a lot of people don't
2: they don't get it. They don't, they don't think understand about that. that. They, they, they don't understand that it would take me literally thirty minutes to get from Fantasyland to get to where I told you. North, that that'd be the southern boundary would be Fantasy Land. The northern boundary would be the hill where you would turn off 45 to get on 373. As far west as you would go, we're talking about oh. North Side Downtown. Mm-mm, not even west. So you're gonna get on. You're gonna get on Main Street. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're gonna get on Main Street. You're gonna ride Main Street all the way out to the highway. You're gonna get off of. Get onto the off ramp to go onto uh, the highway 82, and then where that welcome to Columbus city sign is. Technically, that's like the city limits. But if I go straight across and go back in the woods back there, uh, I'm thinking like back there, that's still part of the city. Uh, Most of that, like, and we're talking about um, oh, the Williamsons. Uh, Leslie Williamson's like the, out there at the gravel pit like way out there behind up yeah. behind Walmart and that'd be a far west far east I, I figured the Air Force Base would be as far east as you would go well you'd go further no no than no, that. No, that, no that's north that's north that is north that's too so, so yeah so um but and then as far east we're talking about the colony apartments okay East Columbus okay um which would take me you know a long time to navigate no I'll, I'll
1: say this about like when you say it'll take you thirty minutes to get from north and south Columbus I believe the road infrastructure here is a lot better than it is in Columbus
2: it's a lot easier to get around I will say this um so Starful has been very uh, I would say I would I would say when it comes to road structure they've been more advanced they've implemented um, the use of traffic circles and stuff like that for a lot longer than most. Like right here beside, uh, what is it? Uh, We're just right
1: by campus, what? Is it? Georgia Blue, Black Jack, all right all?
2: up here, right here in the city. There's that that traffic circle right there has been there forever. Oh yeah, by right the, right there by the Baptist Church so where they do the yeah. events. Yeah, yeah. Um, the roundabout right here has been here forever, um, and that's what. Uh, and that's what I will say. Like, let's go to Columbus. They're trying to build a roundabout right there on 40, on, uh, at uh, Military Road. And also right off the downtown area. Yeah. And, dude, nobody there knows how to navigate one. Dude, you look left If there's nothing coming, you hop in. Exactly. <laughs> but what I, the, what I, the point I'm trying to make, what I was getting at is, is how is it that a place like Columbus, and, yes, it is bigger, there is more of a residential scene versus tourism, which I didn't know this until I worked for Columbus Police Department at the time. Columbus has a huge tourism scene. It really does.
1: Um uh, so I mean just think about Tennessee Williams.
2: The pilgrimage. That thing that, Yeah, we
1: done that at South Lamar. We would come over to Columbus once yeah. a year for a field trip
2: with all those
1: antebellum homes.
2: Mm-hmm. And... So I didn't know this, but apparently like I'm talking about like as far as like every Midwest state you can think of and you can name off the top of your head was and a lot of it's older folks, but um, we're coming here for that. Um, but what I'm getting at is, how is it that that city can support, for instance, a $3.5 million job that still hasn't been finished? Don't even get me started on the amphitheater. That's what I'm talking about. How can it do... Right? Like, this is money that we just threw out there. That, that will get off into something we don't need to go into. It's yeah. Called, it's called politics. Yeah. What I'm saying, though, is... But then you come to Starkville where you have Mississippi State University and SEC School where we're hosting Texas A&M, University of Alabama, Ole Miss, LSU, all these big SEC schools. Georgia. This place right here, how can little Columbus do that? We don't even. They don't even have any of that. And they can afford to pay, oh, we're just going to throw money and we're not even going to finish what we're doing here. But... Like we can't get an amphitheater in Stormville. we can't get a daggone, we can't get like a, a a a a mall, a shopping center. We can't expand our downtown area to 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 support more than just the student populace. You know, it, it's 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 the biggest it's the biggest heartbreak
1: scene to me, man. <laughs> because like you know, right when you come in, you know, on twelve off campus, and you look to the right, you know, Chick Fil A, and you have that little outlet You have what is it? Maroon and Company. Yeah. And then you go on down a little bit, you have that other MSU store. Yeah. And you have that little outlet with Shipley's donuts. And then it's like a whole lot of space of like in and out stuff is like dude. If Once again, go back to Tuscaloosa, look at what Tuscaloosa does. You got uh, you got two, two different any, malls. Any and everything. Okay. And for all varieties of life. I don't get it myself, man.
2: I don't either. I mean, I think uh, I think and, what it is, you know that
1: uh, that collision place on the far side of Twelve. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, you know uh, that was supposed to be like a Kia dealership, and then when I guess when they came and scoped it out, and after it was built, it was like, eh, no. Well. I, I've
2: been wondered because it has such a weird. It's uh, a deal. It, it, it was going to be a dealership. weird structure to be like a collision repair center. Yeah, it's like look, they can fit twenty cars in yeah. the base. Yeah, I'm thinking they're like, wow, that's going to be. But you know, it does. It has that look. I just really think you know, um, this is obviously this is like well beyond you and I, than we could ever imagine as far as you know, um, politics and stuff like that and structure, but stuff. But I, you know, honestly, I think it just boils down to misdirection. We're not putting the people who people who have money in their pockets, the people who sign the checks, they're not putting the money where it could be to better themselves. We're going we're gonna we're gonna make it work. Because this is the way it's been working for the past 20 years.
1: Yeah, that's exactly it. I'll tell you this, dude. This was going to be my fear. And to be honest with you, it would have made my job a lot easier. But I was going to feel really bad for the college kids. What I thought was going to happen, we were going to have the fall semester, Mm -hmm. just like they did in North Carolina. Two weeks. And then send the kids home and do online only. So... I just knew that was going to happen. We
2: didn't quite do that, but this is what I heard. I don't know if it's a fact. Cause, so, Dalton's little brother, Trapp, I was just over at their house earlier. He's a Mississippi State student now this year. Um, now, this is what I was told. You know how normally even high schools, colleges, whatever, you you have fall break. It was like two weeks in the fall for like Thanksgiving. Yeah. You come back for like two or three weeks, and then you turn around and you're gone for Christmas. Then you come back brand new semester. What I was told is there's no break. There is when you break for fall, you're gone. Boom, done. Fall break, and you don't come back until spring. There you go. After Christmas, after yeah. And I think about
1: this. It's like those kids are gonna go home. Yeah. But they rented those homes from Van Camp and from you know these apartments for a year.
2: There's a year lease. Exactly. And they're but paying they're not
1: but they're not gonna be living there. This
2: apartment right here that we're in right now, so the way it would work is let's say if you stayed in A and I stayed in C, you pay like five hundred and fifty dollars a month, five eighty maybe. I pay five eighty, five fifty, whatever. That includes everything. Water, power, wi fi.
1: I'm telling you of all the college towns I've been in I've never seen people get so bent over. Oh dude. They're taking it. Dude this this
2: I'm not this is a nice place. Yeah. It ain't worth it. No. Dude no. Trust me. And this is just me and I can't be you know I can't be very picky but as not an engineer but as somebody that is just familiar with like contracting as far as like not necessarily building a house from, from foundation to, you know, to something spectacular, but just from having a little common knowledge in in, in that, you know, um, there's a lot of errors. There's tons of errors. There are, uh, you know, if, if me, if I wanted to, if I wanted to take my money and invest it, because we have investors. I just found out the other day, like this farm complex, we have investors that come and like check this place out. Like they want to invest in this. Me... I would not invest money in this place like there because one, one thing is certainly, if a tornado came through there, dude, there, these are the most weakest foundations and the most terribly built apartment complexes ever. It looks nice on the inside because we have this laminated like linoleum that looks like hardwood. That's nice. You know, these islands, stuff like that. But dude, if I was somebody that was building these apartment complexes, dude, what am I? big Do you need to pause? Do you need to move around? No, I was going to go grab something, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll. But, um, what I would do is, one, is I would, like, dude, I'm talking about, like, steel structures, much like you're building a skyscraper, just three stories high. And then, dude, in between all that, I would insulate the shit out of these dudes. Dude, I'm telling you, I could fart and, and, and bother the neighbors. I'm telling <laughs> you, dude. Like, and, and the thing is, though, it's here's the here's the black hole in that. Here's 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 the craziness about it. You want to know why that is? Why that is? It's another way to generate money. Noise complaints. Call the cops. Cops show up. Dude, I'm telling you, this. It's I've I'm dude, I've been a, it's, living, a, it's a money pit. It's around and round and round and round. Like, I mean that that's your job, right? I mean build, That's why yeah. that's why you're here. Exactly. Yeah. Build it cheap, right? Build it cheap, so we'll have tons of problems. And guess what? People gotta pay to fix these problems. I
1: think that's something, right? Pulse?
5: Yeah. I got a beard in my good eye I've had blood from my buckle
1: a little while, we're going to eat a little something that you prepared. And one thing that you never let me down on is good
2: food. Dude, so one thing that I absolutely love, especially living by myself, is I get to treat myself.
3: Ooh-wee.
2: Dude, and, 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 and so, like, for instance, what I think now... Used to I would argue with you or anybody, but right now, you know what I think one of the best cuts of steak is? A filet. Okay. A good good two inch thick center cut fillet. Okay. Why? There's not a whole lot of fat. Um, what about all
1: you, those guys who say fat's where the flavor is, oh,
2: gee. Look, dude. <laughs> um So, but you can go get a good ribeye. You know, you can go get a good, um, oh, you know, ribeye or something like that, and it's going to have a lot of marbleization, a lot of fat in there, you know? Mm. Dude, I'm telling you, a a fillet is where it's at. Because me, I just like meat, dude. Yeah. I just want... But, uh... They're Just living in my little solitude here, there's a lot of things have changed differently. Like I drink more wine now, and I drink more whiskey now. And then you know, I get to, I get to, cook. Well, I mean, I
1: just see on your uh, what you do share on your social media is that not only like with your meals, but you're also sharing a little bit about how to pair it with a certain type of alcohol, yeah. with a, whether a wine or a beer.
2: Um, so my mom uh, went to Gallenberg. Her and my dad, I'm so happy for them. They finally, instead of bothering the crap out of me, they went on a date. They took a weekend and went to Gatlinburg. And they brought back like a bunch of Muscadine wines. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, not my favorite. Super sweet. Very sweet. I mean, it tastes like candy almost. I don't like a sweet wine. Mm-hmm. Now, I do like a red one. I had a friend of mine over here that also cooks really well. You she actually... use used a little wine on it? yeah. She actually lives right down the road, and she is a super awesome cook. I'm talking about when it comes to Asian foods, whether it's Japanese or anything like that, she actually is way better than me. I'm telling you, like, she knows... I've never made pho. pho. Yeah. I'm sure you know what that. But, dude, Oh, yeah, she, like my ex-wife was Vietnamese. She, dude, I'm telling you, all of that... <laughs> I love that stuff. I mean, she kills it. And I'm talking about... So... She was over here with me, and she brought that wine right there, which is called Ménage à Trois. And the reason why it's called that is because it's three different type blends of wine in one.
4: Uh-huh.
2: It'll put you on your butt. But at the same time, though, if you like red wine, if you like a really red wine and, you know, you, you're somewhere between bland and sweet, like it's a really good, uh, you know, middle middleman. you know, uh-huh. I guess you'd say for that. But, dude, so she came over here one night and... Uh, She made fried rice the way fried rice is supposed to be made, Uh and now one thing that I love to cook in is a wok. Oh, I was about to say, do you have a wok? Yeah, and she was super happy that I had a wok. She was like, "Oh my god, I'm so proud of you that you have." I was like, "I cook so many. I cook things in a wok, but you shouldn't cook in a wok. But I cook it all the time, and it's just because it's just such a. uh, It's so easy to cook on, but I've also fallen in love with cast iron, and I've gotten so much better at cast iron cooking. Is that what you did the steak on? Uh, yeah. So, um, so, two things. I think one of the best prepared steaks I ever had, I wasted. Right? I took these two center cut ten, uh, ten fillet out of a tenderloin. And I, man, oh, dude, I had these boys marinating for a whole day. And went out with my friend CPAC on his boat and took them with me. Put them on ice. Was going to cook it on the boat and never did. Oh, no. And brought them back home. Never cooked them. I felt so mm. silly. Um, but these last ones I did, I have my own marinade that I made. Yeah. And I put it inside of a whiskey bottle, a whiskey bottle, that was gifted for me for my birthday. And um, so that flavor's infused with a marinade and... Dude, sometime, hopefully, maybe soon, you and I will grab a couple of those and I'll put that on there and I'll cook them up. And I'm telling you, I like cooking on a grill. I think in the past, oh, I don't know. I think since March or, I think in like the past year, I I think the best grill out there nowadays and I will hook and jab with all the- no, Nah, dude. Pellet
1: grill. Say Say it louder for the press. Pellet
2: grill, bro. And re- here's my thing, all right? I'm down with the guys that love cooking on charcoal using, uh, uh, using you know, your different kind of wood chips and stuff like that for smoking purposes, mm. right? friend of mine, the first time he's ever cooked a brisket, uh, I'm sorry, Boston Bud, first time he ever done it, a friend of mine in South Carolina... Chris Riggins cooked one. It's the first time he's ever done it. It was the best Boston butt I've ever eaten in my life. Okay, that was the first time he ever did it. It was the best pulled pork I ever met because he he did some pulled pork in there too. He did some pork in there too. Yeah, it was the best pulled pork I ever had, hands down. And it wasn't because of what he put on it or whatever. It's just it's how it cooked. Um, but I went to a wedding um, within the past six months or so. Met up with a bunch of caught up with a bunch of my guys over there on the East Coast, um, and uh, a friend of mine that I ain't seen in a while, Pete. He's from Boston, and he turned me on this thing called a Green Mountain Grill, which is a pellet grill, but it's way cheaper than a Traeger, right? You all know Traeger's like, buku expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, dude, he he told me the best hamburger he's ever had was he cooked on that grill. He said, dude, chicken breasts, you don't. You don't sit there and you don't you don't battle with yourself. You're always gonna have a juicy, 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 tender, uh, tender, tender meat out of all. But he said chicken breast, it's always juicy. It's always, but it's always perfectly cooked. He said, I can't mess it up. It's foolproof, it's dummy proof. He goes, you wanna smoke something for a while? Boom, you wanna do this? You wanna cook hamburgers? You wanna cook hot dogs? Everything is just cooked. Perfectly at the right temperature, right time, just like that. Now, is this uh, this propane? No, dude. Oh, well, uh, so now I think the Green Mountain Grill. Well, it's a pellet grill. So it's electric. I okay. Think. Most of them are electric. Um, I haven't seen a propane one yet. I don't believe. I'm, I'm sure that could possibly happen soon, but um, we're talking about a lot of propane. You know, not not like a regular gas grill. It's electric though. And what it does is like, so say, like, say, like, apple chips and your mesquite, whatever, and your smoker, they use, they, they manufacture, like, Traeger manufactures their own pellets, which is like, all it is is like, you know, they take all the chippings and clippings of different wood and, you know, mash it into a pellet, pretty much. So, um, me personally, that's what I want. And I'm, I'm a connoisseur of, of meats, of cheeses, of wines, of, of different types of cooking skills. I've done, you know, I've tried my... And and the thing is, right, right now, I'm hooked on cast iron. I'm hooked on it. Yeah. I really like it. But there's a lot of stainless steel guys out there that... Best
5: steak I've ever had has been on a stainless steel pan.
2: Whatever. Dude, best steak I've had thus far that I've made was that filet that I made on that pan right there... Which has griddle grill marks? Mm-hmm. It's a grill pan. Specifically bought it for that purpose. There's no difference. It's heat and meat.
1: Yeah. <laughs> heat
2: and meat. But I mean, so. Um, well, dude,
1: check this out. Is um, this this will be like? A, it's a different media approach. It won't necessarily be a podcast, but it'll definitely be a part of Porch Talk. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, I've been working out something with this. Uh, he makes these phenomenal cocktails he's like a professional bartender oh dude sweet and uh you know gonna introduce him just like you know you and I just on the podcast right now to talk a little bit about how he got into it and like mm-hmm. what it does but then to start videoing and showing people how to do it but this is why I bring up cooking with you is like to take port Talk to a new level to make it more so like video format Is mm-hmm. like um it might not be the whole spill. Like you won't see the whole thirty-minute process, but we'll do like a a minute clip of. Okay, yes. today we're do talk about the steak. Uh, the marinade, or the marination. Yeah. How long you did it? Uh, the preparation, and then how you grilled it, and then the finished product, and then cut that thing open, and then taking a bite, and you're done. We're talking about a five-minute video. Hmm and like just showing people like life skills and like not only just like basic like what you would learn at like a home egg but like how to really wow somebody
2: yeah so I'm I don't know if maybe this is what you were getting at but I'm picking up on something a collaboration between this guy and me some food and some drink What, bam dude Think thing about him is he's in Memphis but I'm not opposed to it I'm not opposed to going him dude I was just actually talking to the guys about Memphis. I was like, so uh, we were just talking about relationships and stuff like that and I was like, dude, Dalton, you remember before my last play show, I was living in Star I was living in Tuscaloosa and I was like, You know who you know you know what you guys did? You guys came and picked me up all the way up Tuscaloosa and we went to Memphis for a whole weekend. Yeah. I was like you know, I was like so Have you ever had a bad time in Memphis? And nothing. Mm mm.
1: Neither have I. Like I remember, like the first time I went to Memphis, it was for a Bill Street Music Festival, and I remember my parents and grandparents were like, "Oh my God, be careful!" Hell yeah! It's like I got up there and I was like, "Be careful of what?" It's like somebody gonna jump out of the darkness. I was like, Memphis is so dangerous. There's a bad area in Memphis, or oh, yeah. But there's yeah. a bad
2: area in Columbus. There's a bad area in Starkville. There's a bad area everywhere. Yeah. Um, dude, I'm down with that 100. percent Um.
1: Uh, but, I mean, I, I would love to celebrate these kind of things. And, like, not only that, it's like we offer these videos to, like, help you in the home. Be like, this is how you make a five-star meal. Oh, like, dude, a five-star
2: and, cocktail. Here's my and thing, And then dude, what if you paired them? My thing is, is that's something, too. People are like, I've got to be with somebody. No, you don't. No. Dude, I eat so good with just me. You know what, dude? Sometimes maybe I do cook for an army, but more for me later. And 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 it's just like the other day, I told Blake I sitting there. Blake is my, and you know we've we've done stuff in the past, Blake and I, cooking wise. But Blake, when it comes to cooking, Blake is, I mean, he's good. No, neither one of us are each other's sous chef. Like, we're chef and chef, and we discuss things. I mean, I'm talking about, like, dude. Oh, yeah, I've been with y'all while y'all do it. There's, there's, and this is, like, during the week time. He works, I work. There's days that go by that him and I, we will have a whole day's discussion about food. Like, right now, the the latest conversation that we've had is we want to make bone marrow real, real good actual bone marrow. We tried something last time, about this time last year. We threw some whole bones in some food. We tried to implement some marrow in that. We want to do real bone marrow. Me and him both are fascinated with this one guy that does a lot of outdoor, out in the wilderness cooking and stuff like that. And I don't know where he got these bones from, but we're talking about big old bones I mean bone marrow that you could scrape out of the inside of a bone. Moose or something? Oh, I guess I'm a supposing so. Um, but he and I actually have something um, cook, cooking wise. Uh, yeah, get some plugs, man. Uh, that's coming up. Um, <laughs> the last thing, the last thing that him and I talked about was uh, we were both watching the vice presidential debates. Uh, what a joke. So chili, uh, he, he makes a good chili, I make a good chili. I got a recipe that I don't budge from. I try a little different every year. Like this time I try to do it in a crock pot. Um, didn't work out the way I wanted to so I had to end up putting it in a pan or you know, big boiling pot. Um, But I make a fucking damn good chili. Blake makes a damn good chili. Blake likes, uh, Blake likes uh, Larger piece of meat, I like more ground up stuff in my chili. Mm-hmm. That's me, but uh, dude, I'm telling you, I couldn't ask for when it comes to cooking and stuff like that. If I was gonna, if 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 if, if we were in a Bill and Ted situation and they were like, the world's gonna explode, <laughs> you guys gotta come up with the best, I'm telling you, that's the guy I'm gonna pick because me and him, when it comes to cooking, like he just in his in his I think him and I both in our free time we just spend a lot of time like researching random stuff random cooking techniques random stuff and he and I have a lot of the same um uh we follow a lot of the same like people I guess they inspire us sure uh there's a video channel called Binging with Babish Babish is like is awesome I had someone uh met uh actually a friend of mine Dave Flip who's down in Go and he should not be asking me anything because he is huge. I'm talking about his biceps are like this. Big, but he's a he's a professional. Well, I don't think he's professional. Um, he's a bodybuilder. Sure. Um, but um, he he uh, wait it was either him it was somebody else. They they asked me. They said, "Who's your favorite? Who who are your, who are some of your favorite chefs?" And dude, so you're talking about like social media doing stuff like that. Like I've I've already got I've. I've already, I've already got like a little following. Yeah,
1: I mean, I've seen your stuff.
2: Um, and the thing is, is someone reached out to me, and that was like, the coolest thing. Someone reached out to me personally and said, "Who, who are some of your favorite chefs?" Dude, one, I will respect all day, all day long. Ha <laughs> ha ha ha! Laughing. Gordon Ramsay is one of my favorite chefs. Why? Because at the end of the day, one, he can lay it down. Number two, um. He's also... I love his attitude. But there's a new show that he's been doing lately where he goes like out in the middle of nowhere. BFE. Yeah. And he gets up with these guys and he makes stuff. Number two is going to be Babish and then Sam the Cooking Guy. I think you have eaten a lot of meals that came from me and Blake on behalf of Sam the Cooking Guy. Probably I, um, I know the, the California Burrito came from Sam the Cooking Guy. I don't know if you had one of those that day. No. Um but yeah dude I'm, I'm so totally down I love it I, I've just you know um, so when I was younger I used to paint mm-hmm. I used to paint a lot and uh, I've always I guess I've always been kind of artistic a lot of people don't know that about me I guess since I'm in the military and I'm a cop I'm supposed to like just lift weights all the time shoot you know, guns you yeah, yeah like, no I don't do any of that stuff actually I uh, sit at home I play with my dog and I cook and dude I'm telling you uh, I used to be a good painter when I was a kid. I used to be a great artist. I used to draw a lot. I used to draw really well. I wish I could go back and find some of my old stuff. But as I've gotten older, i lost that talent. And now my new talent is cooking. And I'm telling you, I mean, I enjoy it. It's uh, it's a... Uh, it's, it's, uh, if you are someone who is like Uh, I have to, I must eat at a restaurant every night with just a five pound bag of rice, noodles, dry noodles, different types of seasonings, simple meat frozen in your freezer. You can have restaurant quality food Uh at your home, in your kitchen, feed your family every night.
1: I don't uh I don't do it much, man. I typically do it on Saturdays now, especially that football season's is here. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm not near as good as you or Blake. But it's just like simple things that I picked up from y'all. Is like I'll go, you know, the Ashmore's and Reform. Mm-hmm. I'll grab a couple things, and these are uh, I mean it's, it's a simple thing. Like uh, I might make a, a buffalo chicken dip. Real easy. Mm-hmm. And then, but like the burgers things, like, remember those crazy burgers that we did that I like, do. I still have videos. Like the different cheeses and mm-hmm. like the different inspirations behind them. It's like.
2: Gouillard and Munster on a cheeseburger is phenomenal.
1: Yeah. I, I, I still <laughs> do that at the house. Yeah. And like, I mean, it's crazy. Like when you get around somebody, it doesn't really plug, you know, it's like whatever happened Just American. I was like, trust me. Trust me
2: here. Mm-hmm. I've, I've done this yeah you're, you're gonna love it <laughs> your, your socks over there yeah
1: yeah and uh i've I've enjoyed that and I'm not at that level that y'all are on but like just what little bit I've learned just from watching I was like yeah i can I could totally do that dude you know? it's and you're talking about like go to the grocery store yeah I mean you might 60 100 bucks. It might be good for two or three nights. But if it's just you, dude, you eating like a king for a week or so.
2: I think one of the silliest things I can come up with. So, in my refrigerator at this time, I had two tomatoes, a squash, a zucchini, a frozen brag of chicken breasts, and what else did I have? I had something else. Uh, sack of potatoes. I chopped up the tomato, the squash, the zucchini, I also had some onion so I chopped that in there, added some garlic into that, I tossed that around with all the chopped up vegetables, I made a little medley on my own with all that different in there. I um, sauteed all them in a pan, I took two chicken breasts, de- de-thawed them, just simply um, cook them on both sides right get to get the chicken nice a good a good crust on the outside just a really pan seared crust on both yeah. sides stuck all that in a cast iron skillet mix it all together let the juices flow get it inside of an oven like three what's a well, uh, oven it's like 350 standard 350 for maybe 30 minutes did that pulled it out and bada bing bada boom i've got it you know i've got it. making my stomach roll over Five star dish, man, and, and you think about it like all it took was time. Now, I will say this: you weren't here for this. I wish you were because it was pretty cool. I made right it Yeah. Um, but I implemented my own shit in there this time. <laughs> uh, so I went to the store and I, and, I, and I love that. I love it's so it's a really colorful dish, very beautiful if you look. And not to be. Uh, not to be confused with the uh, Ratatouille from Disney, but that's where I got my, you know, inspiration from. But people do Ratatouille a little bit differently. Some people do it like as a soup. Some people do it like the way they did it on the Disney Channel. Everybody's got their own way of how they do it. I kind of went with the Disney approach. Sure. Um, dude, I fell in love with Me, I'm a vegetable lover. Love vegetables. I can eat I can eat nothing. I grew up in a family that on nights some nights we had just vegetables for supper. Well
1: you had uh, th- three growing boys and
2: uh, Yeah, but, I mean we but we had gardening and stuff, you know. Yeah. Like we yeah, we same, grew peas. You know, same green thing, beans. you know. I, I yeah. get
1: that too. Uh and I respect that like my Aunt Kat was uh she lives in Oregon now. She came down to stay with us for right at two weeks. And the whole time that she was staying with us, what do we have? Home-cooked meals. Hmm. And what do we have? We had garden-fresh vegetables. You know what I mean? Mm
4: -hmm.
1: Now, granted, could I do that? Sure. But she wanted to do it. I was like, have at it, you know? I get home from work. I'm going to pop back a couple of cold ones and I might just not eat. Or, hey, dude, what are you thinking? You want want a burger? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It's, like, real simple, but, like, yeah, definitely, dude. When you get those uh, peas, the green beans, squash, tomatoes. Dude, I'm a...
2: I love that shit, too. Yeah. Well, you know, that's, like, me growing up. Except, like, now, like, every every New Year's. Every New Year's. What, What are your thoughts on gravy? I like making my own. Screw the package. Gravy? So, that has been something that... It's actually kind of difficult for me to do. I know, I know the base layout how to do it. I think you need the right kind of metal. Yeah, for sure. The best stirring stick for any kind of gravy or any kind of roux or anything like that is a uh, a uh, rubber filmed not a spatula or anything like that, but like a what's that thing with like all the wires? You know what I'm talking about. I forgot the name of it. Um, a wick? A w- maybe. No. Sure. Hmm. You, know, you, you know the you know the, the thing. you guys know the sturdy thingy. The, the, the yeah. thing. If you were gonna beat eggs and you were gonna hook it into a- think about your kitchen <laughs> egg. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> the beater. Yeah, the beater. That one. That right there is I think is the best thing because like I've tried to do some stuff, make some sauces and stuff. And um, for instance, like flour butter, flour butter, Like, flour and butter are your two biggest things when you're trying to make like a sauce. Especially when you're making a deep roux, right? And I think more than anyone, I think I think more than anybody, uh, I've learned the hard way when it comes to making roux for gumbo, and that is my next task, my man. And this is the season four, but wait, I can't get too far on that. So yeah, that's the best little stern thing. Go back to that. Um, uh, we'll get back to that. Uh, it's just. Cooking is is hard when you think about it, and, and when you're young, it's, it's difficult, you know, because you don't cook. You sit man, at I, home,
1: man, right? Man, think about the town that we're in. we're talking college students. Mm-hmm. We're talking ramen noodles, dude, at best, but more, more than likely, you going down the KFC or Taco Bell and getting a dollar menu. But, dude, I can now I have enough confidence in myself, and I think I think that's the displacement, man. And even, like, I think growing up, like, me and you grew up, like, a southern country. Yeah. We were exposed to gardens and, like, meal prep. I, I think, like, whether we were in the kitchen or not, like, we kind of understand a little bit about having more than one boiler on at one time.
2: Yeah. Oh, dude. Um <laughs> That... You made a you made a point of that. That right there, I think that's the most psychotic thing I've ever seen. Somebody that has not grown up in the South that they ever see they're like, Whoa bro, you got you got more than one got too many eyes. You got too many eyes on there. And that's crazy, man. It really is. And uh I think a lot of the way I was raised, with the garden, with with And both my parents cooked. My mom and my dad cooked. Now, here's the thing. My mom, growing up to save her life, could not cook a (laughs) biscuit. Could not make a biscuit, dude. Could not. My dad used to fuss all the time. But my mom, when we were kids, could not make biscuits. If we were eating biscuits, homemade biscuits... Pillsbury, No. Dude, my mom... they didn't even do that. Like, if it came to biscuits, Daddy was making biscuits. Why? Because either he was going to have the way that he made them... Or it was the highway. He wouldn't eat no Pillsbury stuff. My dad made, still to this day, makes the best homemade biscuits with red eye gravy, uh, or whatever. I'm telling you, I can eat that stuff. But my mom now knows how to make biscuits like my dad does now. Thirty years later, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm just about to. Dude, that's wow. that's that's what
1: I like. Is like. Uh... You know, just like biggest takeaways from my marriage was like I know how to use a wok. Oh, they love the wok. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I, I can make a mean fried rice. Nobody ever asked me to. No. But you can but do I, it. But I can. And you know what needs to be put in there because
2: you've seen it enough times.
1: I've seen it over time and time again. And we're not talking about this Americanized. I'm talking about getting to the, the brass root of it, you know. I know how to do it.
2: There's this Asian guy on Facebook. Oh, cool. oh yeah. <laughs> Dude, he I goes, love that he guy. Goes, <laughs> he goes... Uh, oh, I, I call him um, Uncle Gordon. Oh, oh, he may he actually make a good fried rice. Yeah, that's the Gordon video. Yeah, yeah. dude, yeah. Or, he one. or he's in, like, Indonesia yeah, or something. Yeah, he knows what but, he's doing, yeah. that's the show that he's doing there that I really love. And um, something that I aspire like, to do, He said, like, oh, the, them chickens in the back, they mess around, they'd be, it'd be chicken fried rice. <laughs> <laughs> dude, it's something I want to do so bad, you know, I've traveled across the country a little bit. And I would really love one day more once again, just one more time before I saddle up and take that long trot. Oh, oh boy, you know I would love to venture Europe one more time, and I would love to go to places I'd want to go to Greece and Italy. Well, I've been to Greece
1: and italy i would I would I would have learned those two styles though specifically.
2: I don't give a cooking? shit. Yeah, I don't give a crap about UK. Eh, no. Nah, first off, I found this out, and I didn't know this for a long time, but the British, like, their cooking is considered, like, eh. Yeah. You know, considered everybody. Now, everyone knows France. When it comes to cooking, France is the top of the line. I will say this. The best duck I've ever had was in Toulon, France. I don't know if I've even ever had duck, dude. I've had duck in Memphis, and it was still good, but it did not beat Toulon. Did not beat France. The French they are you know, I think I think so imagine the idea that I have now about how much I respect food and what what is what what goes with what what tastes good, you know, all these different yeah respect. Children are raised that way down there in France because that's how they're taught. Like, so our garden culture, how we are down in the South, yeah. like, they're raised on sauces and what wines and cheeses yeah. and breads and what goes with what. We're, we're more peas and cornbread. Peas and cornbread. Now, here's the thing. We could whoop the snot out of them with peas and cornbread, but they can whoop the snot out of us with, like, mushrooms and, and different, you know. Yeah. Oof. yeah. And, and I think, and I love that. Um, me me personally man I just want to there's a lot of places that I didn't get to go and I didn't get the experience in the time that I was doing Credit. that kind of stuff Um, but I do like I want to go I want to go back to Italy I want to go back to France Um, I want to go and I don't want to be there as long as some other places but I want to the places that I want to go because of my palate I want to do things a little different. I'm going to go to Norway. Okay. And I want to do some straight up, you know, Norwegian ice. And, you know, I want to go up in, up in Norway, up in uh, Scandinavia and places like that. And I want to do, like, some straight up, like, some Viking stuff. I want to do, I want to go to uh, New Zealand and I want to, like... Eat some traditional island dishes, you know, islander type dishes. I want to go to Russia, and there's there's different, you know, um, because here lately I've just been in so inf- infatuated with like raw meat, raw living, raw cooking. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Out in the wilderness, stuff like that. So. Um, I wanna I wanna experience those things because here's the thing, and it and it kinda inspired a dish that I made with Blake once upon a time, and it um there used to be people like you and I that used to have these same conversations about food that was cooked in the late sixteen hundreds. How good food was, how good food was here, how good food was there, mm-hmm. right? I want I want that. I wanna try that out. So, I love Lord of the Rings, and that's why I love Babish, right? Babish did a whole thing of Lord of the Rings, and I think you should check that out on YouTube. Ooh, he did a whole thing. You know my obsession with Lord of the Rings. Love that stuff, man. One of my favorite scenes in any movie when it comes to this is in Two Towers when um, Gandalf, Aragorn, Legolas, Gimli, they go yeah, they first out, get to exit, exit, when they exit the Forbidden Forest... And they get into the uh, Rohan, uh, Rohan, no, uh, which is uh, the the Sauron's not Sauron, but Sauron's uh, castle after all the trees wiped it out. The halflings, the hobbits are sitting there, and and he's saying, We're eating salted pork, yeah, and sitting on a
1: field of victory, exactly,
2: dude. And you know what? I've always wanted to know what salted pork tastes like, I still don't know. Dude, and you know, when I when I think about that, dude, like my, my dad, very serious, ham on Christmas, turkey on Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. So, that's what I think of when I think of salted pork. I mean, salted, a ham is pork, and it's salted, right? But it's it, not, that can't be that that's, way. That's, it's not bad. So, Babbish cured one, aged one, had a little salt in it, poof, ate that. That's what it is. That's got to be it. That's what it is. Yeah, it's got to be, dude. Um, another thing, uh, Butterbeer, Harry Potter. I've had it. had the Butterbeer. At Universal
1: Studios. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I drank one today, at, um, and and I went to go get a coffee at the, right here at Strange Brew, but they also make Butterbeer. I was like, oh, that's pretty neat. Can I have one? And so I got both. Um, I liked it. Not my favorite. It's like oh. ginger root beer mixed with caramel. Oh, the, the one at Universal was like a legit beer. I didn't like it though; it was too sweet. Mm. but
1: Probably wouldn't do it again. Um, but, might be a lot closer. Mm, I was does. just at Universal Studios, dude. I was. Uh, it was the first time I ever was at a theme park. It was old enough to have to enjoy alcohol. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm gonna get plastered in on butter rides. No. I I drank like uh, their IPA. They call it like some kind of a dragon snout or some weird Harry Potter crap like that. But uh, yeah, anyway, to yours. My story's (laughs) insignificant.
2: No, dude, no. I've love. i never been to Universal Studios, and I've only been to Disney World. We
1: we ought to go uh, in Halloween. That's when you go to Universal Studios. You know what, dude? Not this year, maybe next year.
2: We're going to step off the plateau of cooking oh. and food and stuff like Because it is, tis the season, my friend. I am drinking Oktoberfest beer. We are here, and that is my most favorite time of the year. The last time this year, this time last year, you and I were sitting down with Roger Reynolds, and we were discussing ghost hunting.
1: Yeah, and you know, I've reached out to him two or three times. I don't know if he's ghost hunted since. I don't think he has,
2: and I think it's, uh, I think, uh, i wonder how bad they got. I'm not trying to make a joke. i wonder if they got affected by COVID. Think Ghost. about it. Ghost? No. <laughs> <Just> people, <laughs> you know, it, it's you know, people in general like those people that make a living off stuff like that. That, that they can't go to places that are normally toured by tourists because they're not even open for tourism. I don't
1: know.
2: So. I don't
1: know. What um. That? It's, it's about a point. You know, I, I'll say this about uh, Roger though is uh, he's been like ever since he's been on the show. He has been so faithful to the show as far as like uh, social media and just keeping up and following like uh, and even when I write him every now and then, you know, he
2: he writes back. Oh yeah, dude! It's like I'm ready to go back he's and I, get, I, need, I need I need some I, I need to get some ink done. I, I'll tell you what if you give me like a couple months like we'll, we'll set some up it's I wanna get I've, I've got a little plan for right here and I think it's very poetic and I love that I wanna so just to give this idea I don't care if someone steals it it was my idea first um so Flanders Fields have you ever read that poem? I have not there was a lot of poets in World War One. um and they had these, they used words and the context of how they used these words and stuff like that is how they depicted war back in World War One. And I'm telling you right now, anyone can say what they want to I think that's among all the battles in history. I think World War One is probably one of the worst. And the Revolutionary War was bad, Civil War was bad, but let's be honest. Like, World War One, there was things... We were at the we were at the culminating point of technology, and um, civilization at that point. So technology had made its way, and we had you know automatic weapons, stuff like that, and stuff like. But we still fought like, you know, trenches. Trenches, the, and there's some beautiful poetry written about that. Flanders Fields probably one of the best ones. Um, but the thing is, is uh, a lot of um, a lot of like veterans' memorials and stuff like that. A lot of poems back in World War One. A lot of World War poets. I did a paper on this in English when I was at Shelton. Um, they use poppies, the flower poppies, as like symbolism and an image inside these stories. And I want to get a poppy field on my on my left. I don't have color. I'm not a very colorful guy, as you know, when it comes to my tattoos. I want to get a little color. I want to, I want to, I want to get some red in there. I want to get some, I want to get some poppy field on my arm. And I think, Uh, and that's why it is what it is. And dude, man, I've been killing it with that idea. With the, with with the artist, you know, the art nerds. The artist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I've been killing it. Because, I mean, but it's true though. I'm not making that up. I mean, if you read and you study, um, a lot of World War One poetry, war poetry, that is, uh, that's a big deal. Poppies. Don't know, don't know why. There it
1: is. Cool. Well, dude, let's cut it right there. Let's uh, let's put a pin in it, and let's go ahead and mark ourselves down to do this again. All right. Fair enough?
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, yeah, I'm it's good. It's been another episode of Porch Talk, my friend. Thank you so much.
2: <laughs> yes, sir. We out of here.
1: News and notes. Thank you so much for listening to Porch Talk. If you haven't done so already, I would ask that you would rate and review the show on whatever podcast app it is that you listen to on. We have a website, www.porch-talk.net. You can catch up with all the familiar faces and all the latest podcasts, and you can contact us, see all the social medias. You can find our Patreon there if you want to support the work that I do. And I'm so thankful that you uh, participate in such now, the songs that you heard throughout the episode, the opener was Friend of Mine by JPKS, Justin Peter Kinkelschuster. Song 2, Man Downtown, off of Taylor Hollinsworth. latest album, Country Visions. I'm going to leave it out right now with another Birmingham, Alabama artist, Will Stewart, a song called Brush Arbor.
3: Got a few more miles on the county road. He ran up around the bend, still shadow Brother Carl's gonna be here soon. Save my soul when the spirit moves in the heart.